This episode is sponsored by Zenro Clothing Co. Pick up your tees and your accessories at zenroclothingco.com and be sure to use offer code SOCRATES at checkout for 20% off select items. Also, if you're not into uh, spending the money, just check out the Zenro Radio playlist, zenroclothingco.com, music for your everyday. This episode also sponsored by The Pornian Bakery. If you're located in the Pornian area of Scarborough, Toronto, be sure to check out The Pornian Bakery, say what's up to Arville, and uh, pick up a donut or two. Bake daily, crafted with love. This episode also sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the podcasting platform of choice. It's the one that me and Vish use, and um, is great, you know? If you're uh, looking to start that DIY podcast yourself, definitely check out Podbean. Use uh, the link podbean.com slash Socraticgamers and gain one month of unlimited podcasting for free. Test it out, build that content. Uh, anyone can podcast, right, Vish? Yep. Start a, start a podcast and uh, get your ideas out there. All right, enjoy the episode. All right, so I was thinking about this. We never actually talked about Adam Project. All right, the reason why this what? came... The, the movie Adam Project? Oh, 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 yeah, oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot which one it was. The, the reason why this came up is because I was watching um, uh, The Proposal the other day, mm. and I forgot how good he was as an actor. But, like, for, from before, like, he was, like, the go-to guy for um, rom-coms, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I don't know if you remember Ryan Reynolds' old career. Like, I've loved that guy since Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place. Like, he was on this TV show when we were, like, little kids. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that show? No, I never watched it. Okay, so he was, like, the the goofy kind of, um, like, suave guy. Like, mm-hmm. kind of goofy but suave at the same time. And, uh, no, actually, it started with Van Wilder. Do you remember Van Wilder? I know the I don't remember it, though. Okay, so, sorry, I'm clinking and got holes again. So, um, uh, Van Wilder was a guy who spent, like, an excessive amount of years in college because he didn't want to graduate because he loved, like, his life there. You should watch it. It holds up. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I noticed si- since Van Wilder until now not only is his career taken like a very weird turn, like he, he, he became like the head of multiple different genres throughout his entire career. So let, let me explain. Like he was like the master of comedy and then the master of rom-coms. And now he's like the action hero. And then hmm. he also has drama. Remember buried. Yep. He has like thrillers. So like, if you actually look at Ryan Reynolds, like you, you think he's like Deadpool but I think Deadpool is actually Ryan Reynolds. So what I mean by that is like Ryan Reynolds has this like comedic mm-hmm. sense about him. You know, he's always making the same yeah, joke, yeah, right? Yeah. And we attribute that to being like, oh, he's just trying to be Deadpool. But if you go back to like Van Wilder, this is the exact same person, exact same jokes. So like he, like he, he was able to adapt his himself to multiple different roles without losing himself. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's Ryan Reynolds. Right. It's almost like he's not even acting anymore. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, this is your job now. Like, you are now a thief. You are now buried underneath uh, in, in a coffin. Do you remember Buried, the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. like that one a lot. Yeah, that one was really, really good. It was like super drama. There, there wasn't really comedy in that one but you got to see like his acting skill and and the thing that i found so interesting 
is he changed his voice. So mm-hmm. when he's when he was younger and and older too, um, before he became like more mainstream, he had a higher pitch voice. And I think he realized that it made him sound too young and comedic. So he went for like a deeper tone, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, how he has like a very deepish tone now. Yeah. But then in some movies, he'll crack to his old voice because that's his real like sound, you know? Okay. And, and, and I'm, no, I'm, I'm just thinking about like, like how masterful that acting capability is because we all know Ryan, he's like iconic now, mm-hmm. but like that was like a 30 year journey. Yeah, 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 right. You know, and, and if you look back, it's like nothing changed. <laughs> it's just we took a long time to catch up mm-hmm. to his genius. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's some acting skills, right, in a way, too. Or, but then or, promote Or maybe it's like character. you weren't ready for it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You know, because cause like literally, like, he didn't, he didn't change. Like, his acting skill is like, if, yeah. you, if you go watch freaking... Um, the proposal or like the just friends Mm -hmm. like all of his like rom-coms definitely maybe you're like oh he's doing the same deadpool jokes like he has these like because i I brought it up because he did it in adam project too remember when he got shot and he's like every time i breathe out it it farts a little (laughs) right right and it was like funny but it's like if you watch the proposal exact same style of comedy Mm -hmm. and and i forgot about it until i watched the proposal i'm like oh yeah it's just like adam project like he hasn't changed they've just put him in different roles Mm -hmm. you know but he's always been like jacked yeah you know and his jackness his like height his like handsomeness has made him naturally you know a rom-com guy Mm -hmm. it wasn't until like blade do you remember blade three yeah and like he was super jacked in that one Mm -hmm. and he was like an action star and then that's when it started to tr- like it started to convert over to more action scenes mm-hmm. you know i just found that really fascinating yeah i i guess i didn't follow it as much as you did but i, I do like his work so yeah is, right yeah, yeah. yeah but but like it, you, you like his like newer work right uh i guess so yeah 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 right right like you like like deadpool on mm-hmm. right it's sort of like bands, like music, right? Like if you, yeah, like, I think I got more into him, I guess. Uh, yeah, after from Deadpool, from Deadpool, yeah. like everyone did, yeah, and yeah. like everyone. But but that's why it's funny to me because mm-hmm. I'm like, if you watch Deadpool, you're like, oh, look, he's adopting this character, mm-hmm. and then he does like a lot of Deadpool jokes in his like Instagram and stuff. But like, no, you you've literally yeah. always been like this. The new Deadpool, not the old Deadpool. <laughs> oh, the one where he didn't talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he he did play Deadpool in, in the Wolverine movie. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a weird moment. So you couldn't even talk. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it just makes you it makes you wonder about like popularity as well. Yeah, like, yeah. What I is think this idea of, but also I think it's like the writing. But he was involved with very closely involved with Deadpool creation, right? The new, yeah. No, but but I'm telling you, if you watch like like Van, no, Walker, no, no, I understand Van that. Walker, I understand like, oh, same jokes. Yeah, no, no, I understand that. I think you've created something that was successful with that style that they want to continue that, right? So a lot of the stuff would be written in 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 knowing it's going to be Ryan Reynolds, or unless there's like things where they can ad lib, right? 
I think it's mostly ad-lib. Yeah, I think there it's, are it's, parts it's, of that too. Yeah, I, I think what what really made it shine was yeah, the Deadpool movie, and then it caught fire, and then it made people go like, "Oh, we should look in this guy's direction." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, like, it, I attribute it to like bands, like musicians who aren't signed yet, but you can hear like, "Oh, they're really good," but they're just not signed. What did you have before that? Like before Deadpool? Yeah. Uh, like the proposal definitely maybe. Um, right. So that I think these are like different genres itself. That no, it's all rom com. No, no, I understand. Blade that. Trinity. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think Buried yeah I think it Deadpool. was Deadpool did skyrocket it for him. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. like, but he was around. Like, we saw. No, no, he was around. But I, like, this is a bigger movie. You it's know, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and th- so that that's what I find really fascinating. So like, like he, it, it's almost like a lesson here in like just keep doing you because you never know when it's gonna pop. Because mm-hmm. he, he was doing the same stuff over and over and then all of a sudden we all caught on and then now we're all on like the ryan reynolds train Mm -hmm. you know and it's like it it didn't it took other people telling us that he was good it it's sort of like um if you like ed sheeran right you're like oh it's a really good album you go back to his old stuff you're like oh his old stuff is really good it's like yeah you, you just you jumped on at a different yeah i got you, you know and now you have a whole catalog right, right, to look right, at right, right, right. whereas like other bands who like keep switching up like um like uh drake is really good at changing his like each album is kind of different mm-hmm. you know and if you're not into oh no no the best one's kendrick lamar so like his his music his albums are all distinctly different mm-hmm. right okay. there's like a general tone but like they're distinctly different so if you don't like his jazzy stuff you'll maybe you'll like the more harder stuff Mm -hmm. the harder beats so it's like you were you were different you know you you were like switching okay so so like there's not there's a consistency i see what you mean yeah 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 like Like he was staying the same raps are he was was picking the same roles that were yeah that suited him until exactly yeah until somebody was like oh this is really really good yeah but then it's like but he was always this good right and to me that's what's like the he was the same on the show yeah, exactly the same. Okay. And, all right, but so so the funny part is, um, he I was uh, reading like his interview and he was going through depression, like heavy, uh-huh. heavy before Deadpool. Okay. Because he's like, why am I getting the same roles? I'm getting typecast. I'm not. I'm not exploding onto mm-hmm. the scene. He's been acting for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, I've been trying, but nothing's working, right? And then Deadpool hit, and then now he's like, he's like celebrated for mm-hmm. himself, mm-hmm. you know. But he's like. I mean, it, it, like right before Deadpool, he was like super depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, well, is it even worth acting? Because like I'm just stuck in this like B list role. He was like a B list actor, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now he's like an A list actor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's yeah. like it took yeah. a long time. Yeah, I mean now he's like up there, right? Like yeah, if you put Ryan Reynolds in the movie, you're like oh, I'm gonna watch this. You yeah, know? like Adam Project. Like Adam Project. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I knew nothing about it, but I was like, oh, Ryan Reynolds in it. Let's yeah, check it out. I saw like the trailer. I was like. Looks interesting. It looks weird, but interesting because he's, he's in it. So I'll watch it. Right. Yeah. To- exactly. Just like uh, Six Underground. Um, yeah. So so this is also what I find really interesting too, is the transition, like how you can take the exact same person and transition them according to different genres. Because like if you look look at Six Underground, Red Notice, um, he all right, so Red Notice he but he's always done it. So if you look at 
if you look at Red Notice, he's a thief, right? But he's in the perfect score where mm-hmm. they were stealing. No, not perfect score. Sorry. He played a thief in a different movie. I think they might have been perfect score. I don't know. Okay. But anyways, mm-hmm. like it's it's like it's like how like Coke Coca Cola goes really well with like a fine dinner, right? If you're at a fancy restaurant, you can get Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Or if you're at like McDonald's, you can also get a Coca Cola. He's like the Coca Cola of food. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? It's just like you just put him wherever, and it's like he can do it. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Right? Because like <laughs> you went from like rom com guy, silly, nobody takes you seriously, mm-hmm. to like this six underground super spy, like masterful. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. also in um, Safe House. Oh yeah, yeah. He played like the the spy that went good. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. He has a really strong, like, resume. Mm-hmm. But we do, really don't think of him like that. Do you True. know what I mean? I, I think... Free guy. Yeah. I think if you... It, it's like, I think if, if he's in a movie, you'll have at least... You'll be you'll be laughing at least. Like, yeah, yeah, you'll have a good time. It's like Coca-Cola. You know what yeah. you're getting. You know? <laughs> you're like, okay, I want something a little sugary. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he'll just fit in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all right. Anyways, that I was just fascinated because I was watching Proposal and I was like, it's the same guy. Mm. Like, nothing changed. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but so, Adam Project, we never really talked about it. What did you think? I thought it was good. Really good. Yeah, I thought, you know, it's funny because we started it and then when the kid came and I was like, oh, I don't want to watch it. And then oh, me and my okay. sister watched it. We watched it full because we like Ryan Reynolds. So yeah, we're yeah. like, whatever, we'll give it a chance. And I really liked it as well. I, I like the heartfelt moments. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. his. Um, his like the dad. scene with his. In the bar with his mom. I thought that yeah, was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good moments in it that to a take lot away from. Lessons too. Yeah, yeah lessons. Like, yeah. About how we, we don't see ourselves in the future. Like our, our present self doesn't really project into the future enough. Mm-hmm. But because he's from the future, he knows the mistakes he will eventually make. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to fix those mistakes in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. And I mean, it wasn't like. It wasn't up there in terms of like one of his best movies, but it was definitely better than Red Notice and Six Underground. I couldn't finish those movies. Six Underground wasn't too bad, but Red Notice was bad. Yeah, but I, I liked Adam Project. I, I don't. I can't remember much of Six Underground to compare. It, to, I think it's better than Six Underground. Yeah, yeah. Six Underground is just like an action. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Oh, he was in Hitman, Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife, Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah, I haven't seen the the wife one. <laughs> it's not that good. Okay. It's like, yeah, I started it and I was like, "Ooh, this is this is pretty." But I mean, that's the thing with Coca Cola. If if the meal is bad, <laughs> you can just focus on the Coca Cola. Right. You know what you're getting out of the Coca Cola. You know, so even if the movie's trash, like just the focus Coke is going to be good no matter what. Ex- exactly, the meal could be bad. So like Red Notice, the movie was such a turnoff, but Ryan Reynolds was so charming. Right. I was like, okay, I could watch, I, I can, I can tolerate the terrible meal for the Coca-Cola. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, yeah, yeah. he's like a staple. Right, right. Like you know what you're getting from him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where's my funny lines, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. or where's my action sequence? Right. Yeah. I think he's like uh, such an underrated actor when you really think about it, like super underrated. Mm-hmm. Because like. Like, like, thinking back to all of his movies, it's like he has a strong resume, 
but you never think of Ryan Reynolds as being like a really great actor. Do you? Like, I, I don't know. No, I would not. I would no. not put him in that category. You no, know, you wouldn't. He's no. like kind of like, he, like, I would say The Rock's better. Like, if I saw a Rock movie versus a Ryan Reynolds movie, I'd be like, mm, Rock's movie's probably going to be better. I don't know. Would I, I don't really? know if I would think that. Oh, you wouldn't think that? No. So, so you would, you'd pay Ryan Reynolds higher than The Rock? Yeah. I think I'd have more, of, more of a better time with Ron Reynolds than The Rock. Rock is also a Coca-Cola guy, but he, he didn't, he doesn't have the diverse, like he was never in Rom. Like he always played kind of the same character and genre. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't remember a drama with The Rock. No. I don't remember a rom-com with The Rock. Yeah, I know. He was just always. He's just going to be strong. the action, like star yeah, character. Yeah, like, you, that's, know, that's, you know what you're getting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, like, I, that's what I mean. Where I'm like, I'm gonna laugh probably more and have a better time with Ryan Reynolds than The Rock. So, so Ryan Reynolds is like Coca Cola, and The Rock is kind of like a cheeseburger. You can't put a cheeseburger with um, a really fancy meal, but okay. you can have a cheeseburger with fries and a Coke. Right? You know what I mean? Like, just stick, <laughs> stick to your fries and Coke, bro. <laughs> okay. Where is your big wheel car and right. your muscle scenes? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, what about Kevin Hart? He also feels like he's in that zone as well. He's he's dabbled in drama, but I don't feel but it. But I don't I don't like his his yeah. drama stuff. It's never worked for me. Yeah, same. He's too comedic. Yeah. That I can't view him as a drama person. He's also another cheeseburger. Yeah. It's like you gotta kinda stick to this. Like you've been trying, but like mm-hmm. it doesn't taste that good, you know. He's better than the rock though. Mm-hmm. In terms of like expanding. Right, right, right. Like, you know, because rock, you know what you're getting, cheeseburger all the way. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I, was, I, <laughs> I was just really thinking about that. I was trying to dissect that pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the Joker and Batman? I didn't watch it. Still, oh, still didn't watch it. I still didn't oh, watch it. Probably. Okay, okay. But what, what did you think about the the picture? You saw the picture at least. Yeah, yeah. I saw the image of how he looked. He looks like, like I feel like the other Jokers, um, or I mean, the other Joker as in just Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah, he had a more of a cooler vibe, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh man, this is so sad. I saw, I saw um, this little meme where it was like, "Welcome to the club" or something to that Joker, and then it showed um, Joaquin Phoenix, Heath yeah. Ledger, okay, um, Jack Nicholson, and then this Joker. Mm-hmm. Where was Jared Leto? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he he did the. Uh, you got to forget the Suicide Squad. Just remember Batman v... Or, no, no, Justice... Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's right, the only no, Joker I'll remember him as, but yeah, that was yeah. only like two minutes. Yeah, but the Suicide Squad was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. The but first one. The, the the Joker in this one, I guess it settles that, that guessing of when we weren't sure who the person yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't clear because his face was all like... Messed up, Looked yeah. like messed up, so I wasn't sure if it's Two-Face or not. But the right. laugh did kind of like throw you off a bit yeah, yeah um so officially knowing that it's joker so the way he looks is n- is something like this guy's just a lunatic like, yeah, yeah that's what he f- feels like to me but but it's really cool though because uh, you haven't watched the scene yet but mm-hmm. it's like it's a long scene mm-hmm. so it, it was in, it was a genius move to cut it out because if they had used joker that early we would all forgot about the riddler because yeah. it's so good okay oh, okay, you know? okay i think I, maybe that's why they took it out because they didn't want to overshadow yeah, no they didn't riddler and and then they also wanted to use um 
I feel like they wanted to use Joker at a later date. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, right, like how right. they did at the very okay, end, okay. you know, because like maybe he will be um, the next villain. I I kind of well, can like he be the next villain or what? what uh, this is what I was thinking. Where if he already knows Joker, okay, so there's already a connection between Batman and Joker. From yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what they're from implying the past, already. Yeah, okay. So I I'm wondering what would be even cooler is if the next movie you find out about the owl thing that I was talking about, like the mm-hmm. secret society, mm-hmm. and then he has to use Joker to help him figure mm. out so it's more like he's teaming up with joker in the next movie that would be so oh, that would be interesting that would be yeah. interesting because that's what they did in this movie he went to joker for help mm-hmm. and then joker was like come on you already know this answer and then like batman was trying to like you know what i mean he's like yeah, okay like they're both genius detectives right right so he he needed joker's confirmation he's like you know you're right <laughs> in who you think it is or whatever or like he he also like he also basically gave away who Riddler was. Joker, mm-hmm. like in the, if you, when you watch it, right? He's like, oh, it's this kind of person. It's this kind of person, and it is exactly Riddler. Mm-hmm. So it shows you like the genius of Joker that he's able to deconstruct. Okay, you know. So that's why I feel like maybe in the next movie, if they paired up, that'd be so sick. That'd be interesting. Yeah, using yeah. him, like it's not. It's not going after Joker. It's using him part of the story to solve us yeah, yeah. from crime. Like how he's Gordon in this movie. Right. So maybe in the next one, he'll need more help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, I feel bad that the guy, he had his scene cut out, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Because, um... you know, cause, cause, I mean, like he probably told everyone, like, oh, dude, I'm in this movie. <laughs> and then, like, they go, and they're like, where were you? It's like, oh, I got cut out. I'm sure they'd tell him, like, these... We have to save it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it could be used in the next movie, like or like not mm-hmm. used in the next movie, but like used him mainly. Maybe they have a, like that kind of thing where it's like because oh, he's like a pretty bonus yeah, he's like he's pretty. Um, he was in uh, someone, Eternals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was in Eternal, so he has got some famous like you know backing, right? So it's like they probably use him in the next movie. I feel like like they yeah, wouldn't oh, just yeah, yeah, hire like someone that's like signed it. this high level. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, exactly. I was always so shocked. So it makes more sense where it's like like we're. We can't have you in the scene. It's not good for the flow of the movie. It's probably fine as long as because they're going to use him in the next one. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I I saw him at the premiere, like after mm-hmm. after seeing the scene. Uh, I saw like him, like mm-hmm. you know when you. I like, feel like know. hinting at him even at the end. It tells you that they're going. He's going to be in the next one. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Right. So. But but it's funny because like. You know when you like know something now, you can look back and you're like, oh, I'm connecting it. Mm-hmm. So like when I saw him as Joker and then I saw him at the premiere, I was like, oh, <laughs> you were, but like nobody paid attention yeah, to because yeah, yeah. like who are you gonna play? Right, I didn't right. know he was gonna play Joker. Yeah, that's why I also feel bad because you were at the premiere, mm-hmm. and then your scene was like two seconds. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your whole family came to watch you, and they're like, wait, what? That was it. <laughs> But yeah. I'm sure he would. He knows before the movie's out. He probably told them, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they could fuck <laughs> But no, it, it would have really disrupted the flow. Like, it, his yeah, exactly. Scene, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the reason why he probably understand that. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> right. When when you watch the scene, you're like, oh, like I don't even care about Riddler anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, Joker's scene is so good. Yeah. Okay. I really. Like I have Robert. to watch it. I have to watch it. I've just forgot to watch it. I, I wonder how many other. Um, deleted scenes like other people they cut out from this you know 
Because uh, they were really trying mm-hmm. to make it like a world, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like they had everyone, Penguin, Joker, um, Riddler, Falcone. Yeah, they had everyone. Like yeah, all the names Catwoman. that we knew from the past movies all in here. And then just yeah. creating another world around it, which is good. Again, best superhero movie. Best Batman movie, hands mm-hmm. down. I'm still surprised that people like The Dark Knight better. I'm just like, what? It's good, but it's like... Mm. like yeah, There may be something to that style. It's a little bit different, right? So It's Christopher Nolan. People yeah. like, love him. <laughs> it's um, not taken away from the other Batmans. Or I think The Dark Knight Rises and all that. Those are all good. Um, you, you this is just, just a named, different way of... You literally that. just named um, Christopher... Christopher Nolan's Batman, though. Only. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the only one that uh, is <laughs> good. take away from the other Batmans. But... No, I meant like the other Batmans of his. Oh, of Christopher Nolan. Of Christopher Nolan. Oh, okay. So you were just acknowledging that. I didn't like the other Christian ones. Billy. I mean, the other ones were good at the time we were just kids, but I didn't like them after that. No, I really, okay. I really like, for me, Michael Keaton will always be the coolest Batman. Not not just because I grew up with him, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. it was like a Tim Burton Tim Burton made that movie, and like okay. it was like very dark and haunting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I know, I know. For that time, it was good. I just can't watch it's that just now. Too old now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate that when you like watch movies now and you're like, "Why do you have an old cell phone, bro?" Or like, "This would be so easy if you just <laughs> yeah, like GPS it." Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I was watching Pineapple Express, and even that is too old for me. Like, it's amazing. It's still so funny, but like. I don't know. It's it still seems like our tech is way more advanced. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, Especially uh, when I yeah seeing those older movies and they're still using like flip phones and it's like yeah, not that they had flip phones. I think they had an iPhone. I don't know if they had an iPhone actually, but they were talking about like GPS triangulation <laughs> of of your phone. Okay, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is not like right now. If you want to be triangulated, I'm sure it's way easier. Like I don't know. It's just like so yeah, many yeah, yeah. so okay. many things there that I was like. Our tech is way more advanced, than, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of weird because how are you going to watch old movies going forward? It's more like I mean, I mean, I watch a lot of the uh, period piece types. But those right? are period pieces, but like, I mean, like if they're like six years ago, you're like, oh man, it's a history lesson. <laughs> what, <laughs> it's a six-year-old like? history lesson. <laughs> yeah, I feel like tech is advancing so quickly that we're having a hard time. Well, at least myself, like connecting to movies that you know it's just there's a disconnect there sure yeah i don't know if you feel that or you just jump right into the movie uh i mean i think i would know what i'm getting into so that's probably why okay yeah fair point yeah um another thing did you see 14 no you didn't see 14 peaks Mm -mm. okay so yeah, I just want to bring this up because I thought it was really fascinating. The guy, he climbed um, 14 of the tallest peaks within the death. So apparently there's like a death zone where um, you hit over 8,000 feet. Your your oxygen mm-hmm. isn't enough. So you get like brain issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he climbed like all the 14 peaks within that death zone. Right. And the last person to do it, fastest time was like, seven years mm-hmm. and he did it in six months oh wow yeah he said he could have done it in two but he just didn't have the money mm-hmm. and 
I'm just like fascinated by these people that push themselves so like so he was a he was about to retire in the army and then he had this idea of climbing the 14 peaks in order to inspire the world plus he's like Nepalese so like it gives more recognition to that culture because mm-hmm. like no, like what was the last Nepalese Tibetan maybe like Doctor Strange like when's the last time you heard oh, about like Tibet? talking about Nepal yeah right. Nepal yeah. like okay. when, like when was the last no, time they uh, highlighted probably just as you said like Doctor Strange, but, but did they even say it was Nepal? It was Kathmandu. <laughs> yes. So you kind of have to know where Kathmandu is. And you're like, <laughs> okay, yeah. But yeah, so I thought it was really cool. He like he quit. He had six more years left before he got his pension and his retirement pension, and then mm-hmm. he decided to quit and then climb these mountains. All right. So, so the whole story was about like about like following your dreams, no matter what right Mm -hmm. because anything's possible like the whole so because they said it's impossible to climb these mountains he called it project possible to be like okay right yeah and i feel like like as i get older i'm kind of like i feel like that's that's just another outlier story like Mm -hmm. um malcolm glad malcolm gladwell wrote a book about outliers and he's like all these special people that we look at they kind of had everything perfectly positioned in a way that they could do these things. So like he climbed these 14 peaks, but he's also a special ops soldier. Mm-hmm. And he also was like the first Gurkha. So like Gurkhas are like the, uh, in, in Nepal, they're like the elite commandos. So he became one of those. Okay. And then there was an opening in the British military. So he became one of those. Mm-hmm. So like he has this really intense background already. Right. You know, so if you looked at it like, oh, it's just a random, like me from this computer yeah. chair, oh, I'm going to go climb the 14 mm-hmm. peaks. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can do anything, but it's like, not really because you had other things stacked in your yeah, favor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Even though he's like, oh, I came from a village with nothing. I didn't even have slippers. It's like true, but your, your history allowed you to get to this point, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm, I'm just kind of like the training and discipline right, that, that you know comes I mean? from the, like not those... everyone could do this, yeah, you yeah. know, but it's very inspiring to watch. Sure. You know? And I don't know. I, I feel like there's, there's like a bit of a illusion on this point or like, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's like not everyone could do everything. No, that's, that's how I always felt. You're right. Yeah, I know. But it's very inspiring to watch. Like, it makes you want to go do your thing. No, no, I, I feel like if people who... I think it will be inspiring to people who want to climb. Like, those or, things or, who yeah. haven't started but want to. Like, it may... Well, it, right. If, if you're already... It's kind of like You already catalyst. have those... Yeah, exactly. It's a catalyst to your interests already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, totally. it might help you in that sense. So, it'll be only... like No, it did work for me. I was kind of like, what's the point of going to jiu-jitsu, blah, blah, right, blah. And right. then I watched this and was like, I should keep going to jiu-jitsu. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> I mean, like, so, like, there's some things you can get out of it, yeah. there's That's the lesson, I guess. I like the, the inspiration. And that, that is what you want, right? Like, he wanted to inspire people. He decided to go yeah. with Netflix instead of um, Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Simply because Netflix had a bigger audience, so he's yeah. like, "I want more people to see this." I'm like, "Yeah, that makes yeah. sense." But it's funny because like they nobody ever talks about. He's so open. That's why I love the Joe Rogan podcast because they're they just talk and talk, right? And there's no like talking points. Mm-hmm. So one thing nobody ever talks about is what happens after the film gets made. Like, are you still making money? So Joe was like, "Oh, you must be making lots of money now." He's like, "No, I'm running expeditions still." Like he. He's not like a multi-millionaire. Like just because you have a documentary on Netflix doesn't mean you're 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but we never think about that. Yeah. We think about like the the perception. Mm-hmm. You know, why well, you have something on Netflix? You must be rolling in dough, but it's like not really. Not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, right? Unless you have like multiple projects with them, then it makes more sense. Yeah, true. Yeah, right. yeah. But because you know it's like, not like he was he was just selling the thing, right? So it's this one off deal. Yeah, like, totally. So yeah. <laughs> so he still has to like live his life and do things in a mm-hmm. way that are, you know, supportive of like l- longevity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, like so many times it's like that which glitters is not gold. You know, it's like, it looks great on the outside, but when you look at the inner workings of how something works, it's like, this makes no sense. Or mm-hmm. like, not makes no sense, it's not as great as you thought it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of like last week's topic about Sadhguru, right? Like, <laughs> the 10 second clip, everyone's like, oh my god, this guy's a genius, and you read his book, and you're like, well, I don't know, this is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. But nobody does the back the backtracking to like, look at. Well, we're in a world of 10-second world. Right? I know, right? So that's yeah. the... But I mean, though, technically, before, it was also the same. Like, we were still just looking at media. Yes, yeah. Like, TV. TV was still the exact same thing. It's like you're still looking at the hour of the TV show. Or, yeah, but yeah. you got to be there at the time when the show is on. You know what I mean? Like, mm. if you missed it, you missed it, right? You're out of it kind of thing. But like now it's just we're like bombarded. We're by more it. bombarded with ten second clips. And then with the algorithm, if it's popular, like everyone's yeah. gonna start watching it. Yeah. Fair the point, audience yeah. is bigger now than before. Fair point. Yeah. Or like less centralized. Because like before your only media outlet was the one media outlet. But now if you want to look at something online, you can like it, it's almost like it's it's like I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Things that are going viral, everyone sees. Mm-hmm. But I think also like the internet makes things decentralized because we're not all watching the same things. No, not all the same things. But yeah, there are the viral stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just it, it just tripped me out to think about like this 14 peaks thing super impressive but then what's going on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. you know because they also show that he's like he said the hardest thing was funding for it so it just shows him in the documentary like going doing presentations asking for Mm -hmm. oh yeah like money to climb and then everyone's like this is ridiculous why would i give you money (laughs) you know what i mean like like it's really all about selling an idea at the end of the day you know we talked about that before like business is always about like can you believe what I believe mm-hmm. and then believe that I can make it possible? Yeah. It's a story. Yeah, it's a story. Speaking of which, I was, I started watching, um, we crashed. Okay. That's another one. That's another one. Just like drop out. Or in these, like <laughs> he, he's not because he made it work, but he's just out of control. I, it's only been like one and a half episodes cause they didn't release them all yet. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was uh, Jared Leto's body transformation. Speaking of actors that we don't think about, like Jared Leto is super unsung as well. Remember he went like he did that movie with yeah. the Beatles and he was like super fat, and then he, now in this movie he's super skinny. So which one? Uh, he was like the murderer for Beatles. Oh no, I don't remember that. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but I saw the pictures. Um, oh, okay. So he went. So he played one of the guys who killed a Beatle. Okay. 
or assassinated people. I think I, I might be getting the wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was like one of the guys who killed one of the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And for that role, he got like super, super overweight. Okay. And then now in We Crashed, he's like super, super, super skinny. Yeah, he's had another one, I think, where he was super skinny. Yeah, uh, where he played like the transgender. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. That's, this guy is a master of like. He's the next trying to. Um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. No, but I think he's he's even more than Christian Bale. We just never think about it. Multiple times doing it, or like, what do you mean? Like more than Christian Bale. Uh, I like his. Okay, so Christian Bale, like he's he's on par with Christian Bale. I'd say like okay, Christian Bale's okay. a better actor. But if we're just straight talking about body transformations, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, like they've both gone through some crazy yeah, transformations. Yeah, yeah, and Christian Bale too. Like I was watching his interview about it, and he was saying it's really hard on the body to yeah. to do those because you're disrupting it, right? You're making it super super heavy, and then then. The next role is like mm-hmm. we need you to be super skinny. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, let's drain our body down. Yeah. And it's really, really tough. So when I watch Jared Leto like in these transformations, I'm like, man, it's it's almost like you're killing your body or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like because if you watch We Crashed, he's like super, super skinny. Mm-hmm. Not like crazy skinny, like yeah, a transgender yeah, yeah. but like you wouldn't have known it was him. Right. And we're about to see it again with um, Morbius. Oh yeah, right. Because he's he gets super jacked in that, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then he starts off really skinny and frail. Right. And then I also was wondering, like, what were you filming at the same time as you were doing this? Because like you have to time them, right? Because you can't be super skinny and super jacked. Like you have to. You know, like where are you filming? Yeah, yeah. I think the Morbius was done before. It must have been, yeah, because yeah. it was like years ago. But like, yeah. But like, w- like how do you line all those projects up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. movie magic is pretty intense. Yeah. Right? Because, like... True. I mean, sometimes you don't even know what's real, what's not real anymore. Oh, you think they CGI'd his body? There could be some portions of that. No, but his face, though. He's, like, he's, like, like even, sunken in. No, no, I know, I know. But even... I, I get that. No, it's... I'm not saying that he didn't do some portions. There, I think there's also added on. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, yeah. on top of it. So, it's like... You never know what's real anymore. You man. don't know. You don't know. That's Especially true, with eh? today's CGI. You can't tell anymore. That's Good true. stuff. Good CGI. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Do you, do you remember uh, Jared Leto movies? I feel like he's a really good <laughs> actor, too. Like, he feels like a Ryan Reynolds to me. Uh, he's definitely not yeah. A-list, though, but he is no. certainly, like... He's done a lot more indie stuff, right? Yeah. I can't recall his, his body the last his, one that I watched with him. Like and, Lords of War, or... Yeah, Lords of War. Lord of War. No. You don't remember that? He's like an ammunition stealer. No, I don't remember. With Nicolas Cage. He played I don't remember him in it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I mean. He's like an unsung actor. Yeah, He's in Fight Club. Did you know that? Nope. Exactly. Right? So he's been doing it for a while. He's been doing it for a while. We just Just don't I never paid attention to him. Yeah, he was in the House of Gucci movie. Yeah, I knew about that. He doesn't look like him, though. Like, hey, he tried to pull uh, Colin Farrell with the right. fat suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like like Jared Leto also delivers. I feel like his movie selections are really, really good. I just but, don't but remember he's just them. Because like, like, I just named Lord of War, which is amazing. And I also named uh, Fight Club, which is also amazing. But yeah, yeah, again, yeah. you didn't know who's in it. Exactly. Because they're like, I don't know, they just... His presence on camera isn't 
as loud as other people's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't make like a very strong. Like if you didn't know that that was Jared Leto in House of Gucci, right? You'd have been like, "Oh, he's in that movie." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's only because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, he doesn't look like Jared Leto in that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that doesn't mean he's like a chameleon or like a like a ghost or something. But yeah, he's a good actor, I, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, like, I know, but I can't remember <laughs> much any movie that he's in because he, he's such a chameleon. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I, we we were we talked about amazing actors like tom hanks yeah remember but like there are all these other actors that have been doing amazing works you know like the acting field because like how do you name somebody as who's the best actor of all time it's really difficult it's very subjective yeah it's very subjective yeah you know yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay uh he plays um well, actually, is we cr- look so you your we crush is good so far. It's really really good. Okay, he has the same kind of accent as the House of Gucci. Okay, so you can tell he's working on the one, same but... roles. Okay, at the same time. But like, yeah, he played Joker, played Morbius. Yeah, you know, we'll see more. More Morbius isn't out yet soon. Yeah, true, true, true. You know what Jared Leto is? He's like Salt and Pepper. You can mm. put them there, but you don't really... They enhance the thing, but you don't really notice them. <laughs> like, oh, I going to use a little bit of salt. But yeah, like... Right, right, right. When you put the salt in, you're not like, wow, this is salty. Because then you're like... Mm, yeah, it melts in with everything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you forget that it was there. Yeah. He's the salt and pepper of the acting world. <laughs> okay, all right, last thing. Um, it's not really a happy one, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the Red Panda movie. I no, no, we, we haven't seen it, but um, it relates to um, this idea of equality for mm-hmm. people. And so, so basically the premise of the movie is that um, this Asian girl is trying to uphold her Asian roots, but at the same time building a Western perspective as well. So, like, you have to think for yourself. You don't have to always live for your family, all that stuff. And I actually just see that as, like, blind... I <laughs> coined it blind spot racism because you're, like, you don't really realize that that is also racist. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 like, not like racist, like, oh, I hate your race. No, but no, like, no. It's, like, you... We talk about equality and, you know, diversity and inclusion... But in order to do that, you have to understand that not all cultures are built the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like true equality would be just straight open-mindedness. That's really all it is, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to be like, okay, that's just how Asians operate, you know? And Yeah. Right, right. Because like um, it was it was like the second time I had been recommended that movie and Wald was saying that the the negative comments were like, oh, why would somebody do this, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you didn't grow up in an Asian household. <laughs> so like to us, like it's called filial piety where you like respect your elders, mm-hmm. you know, or like um, you do things for your parents that like, okay, all right, basic example. Because um, <laughs> I, I was uh, told this growing up a lot. Like in, in typical colonial households, they'd kick you out at 18. 
mm-hmm. but you can like live with me forever. Yeah. Right. And then like the expectation is when they're old, you take care of them because mm-hmm. they te- took care of you when you were young. Yeah. Right. That's just like general Asian manners. Right. But like, then people are like, well, why do you have to help your parents out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like oh they they're old they should fend for themselves or you put them in old folks home or you you know in like all these things yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're kind of like like that that perspective of that's what you should do as compared to what i was brought up to do is like blind spot racism because you're not accepting that my way of life might be equal to your your way of life mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's like kick you out of 18 and then put your parents in old folks home when they're too old. Right. That's yeah. like the Western perspective. Mm-hmm. But then you have like the more Eastern Asian perspective, which is like, you know, stay with me as long as you want. I'll always be there for you, family. And then when I'm old, you'll take care of me. Mm-hmm. You know? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Did, did that make sense? Like, it makes sense. Like, what I'm saying, blind spot racism. Yeah, yeah. I think still that would be in more of the upper class white community, right? Which because mm-hmm. I mean, like by putting these, like who would be generally putting their um, parents in old folks' homes, right? Like because it's a lot of money, so it's generally oh, upper yeah, class that's people. True too. It's not. Oh, I didn't even think about that, dude. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, because it costs money. It costs a lot of money. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. True. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, but Eve, all right, yeah, true. Yeah, but, all right, so... So which way is the right way of conducting things? No, there isn't a right way. Right? And that, saying that, would be true equality. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, yeah, there is no right way. All yeah. ways are correct. Yeah. But to... It's just understanding of where we're coming from. That's all. Exactly. Or accepting that that's things are going to be different exactly. from what you believe. Exactly. So I've I've like been a part of these like diversity and inclusion things like in the nonprofit world. It's a big thing right now, right? Mm-hmm. I I don't know if it's a big thing at your work. No. No. Well, because yeah, <laughs> most mostly diverse, right? In your work, I would say there's very little white people. <laughs> At your work, yeah. Okay, so in, in my in my career, it's it's quite the opposite. Okay, and I often find myself as the minority in the situation. But I'm like, like when when we talk about like diversity and inclusion, it, to me it's confusing because it's like whose definition of diversity and inclusion are we talking about here? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm not saying that we shouldn't. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do these things. I'm just saying. Is it coming from a pure place of understanding or is it coming from a pure place? Uh, or is it coming from a place of I'm telling you what to do? Mm-hmm. So right. like big thing right now is like at the end of your name, you're going to put like he, him, she, her, they, them. Right. And to me, it's like, okay, that's just how you want to conduct your business. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Doesn't infringe on me. Right. But that's true understanding of equality. But if you don't want to put that, totally cool too. Like you don't want to, you don't want to put he him at the end of your name. Fine, but there are some some organizations that get really upset if you don't put that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like in their mandate we have to. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like now you're just forcing equality, 
now it's not coming from a genuine place. Mm-hmm. Now we're just manufacturing the illusion that we are an inclusive society. Mm-hmm. But to be truly inclusive is just like, okay, do you, man? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like we're at that disconnect right now. I mean, obviously we are because it's relatively new. Mm-hmm. Like this whole like diversity and inclusion thing is like new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it just came out within the past like right. few years. But right. so we're obviously going through the growing pains, but I think we're not, we're still not there yet. Yeah, there's still a lot of other issues too. Like I, like recently with um, like uh, sports and trans people oh, in yeah, sports yeah, yeah. oh dude yeah, I didn't, so that's a, like yeah i didn't that's not that a solved situation yet, yeah like, right? is that equality but yeah. I, I don't I'm, i don't want to go too much into yeah, it i'm just saying like that's same. that's also a topic that's still being uh there there's two sides like there's um it's not solved yet i would say yeah, like, yeah because like, like can can somebody who recently transitioned compete in a because and there's so many different variations to that did you transition before your uh before puberty right yeah, yeah, yeah. is different than after puberty yeah, yeah. so but but but, see, so, but so these are like such nuances that are right right but but that's the manufactured superficial equality because like okay we're we're gonna be equal like this mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. but we're like still there's genetic differences mm-hmm. you know and it's like it goes back to the thing it's like whose definition of equality are we going under yeah right because it's like if you're just going over the general um general definition of equality then it's like i matter no more or less than you mm-hmm. like whatever yeah, 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 you yeah. want to do cool man yeah that's what you want to do but that's like that's like 10 steps ahead of where we are right now mm-hmm. we're trying to like force equality mm-hmm. right now but it's like but to realize that not all things are equal is how you're going to achieve real equality. Because then you're like, oh, they're not equal, but they are yeah. what they are. Yeah. Right. Whereas like the manufactured one right now is like, let's all fit into this box. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one final question. Cause I'm so curious. Do I fall under um, a person of color definition? Yeah. I do. Right. Yeah exactly exactly so i would say i do but i've gotten a little bit of pushback on that it was like oh you don't you aren't technically a person of color i'm like but i'm asian yeah but i've noticed that asian people always get the short end of the stick because when you talk about person of color you think brown or black who would think that like like general it's like i won't say who it is but like okay i've got i've received like you don't fall in the category i'm like that's weird. That's not true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I can put that down, right? Yeah. All right. I will put that down. <laughs> Person of color. Yeah. No, but like. But I, is I, there is there like a specific definition for it? No, I, I I think the like like the BIPOC statement is um, generally mm-hmm. reserved for like people with darker melanin. You're searching up right now. Uh, yeah, so the term person of color is primarily used to describe any person who is not considered white. Okay, so I'd fall into that category. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to start checking that box off. <laughs> yeah. But but it's weird, though, as well, because 
I feel like I fit it like like even Wob when he was making that joke about like me wearing Vans I'm like I never wore Vans and then he's like oh I always just thought of you as white because I'd listen to like rock music and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like my general direction has been in the mm-hmm. Caucasian direction right, know, right right rock right. music um, skate mm-hmm. BMX um, but but if you so okay I just uh, sorry just to add to that so it's People of color is for people who are non-white. If you want to be more specific, then it's BIPOC. Yeah. BIPOC. Yeah. 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 See, like, we're really like, why do we even need to do? I feel like, all right, yes, we need to do that because there has been an unequal slant in the direction of the Caucasian mm-hmm. society. You know. But, well, we're in a dominated Caucasian yeah, yeah. society. Yeah. So it's almost right? like we're trying to include these terms to make things more you know, equal. But when I, when I see like companies with mostly Caucasians, I'm like, like, what are we, you know, but it's also who's uh, applying to it too. right? Yeah. You brought that up before. And like, I, I never thought about like, a, like maybe they want to be more, but, but if people are not applying, right. Generally, generally, um, uh, they would be applying more towards like engineering fields or like these sort of yeah, maths yeah. fields. Like that's where you're going to find a lot of people of color. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, like in marketing. And, yeah. Which but is my field. Yeah. But there's in those fields, I don't think it's as many. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm often the only person of color. And I'm yeah. Like, that's oh, what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. It's like that field they, has more. Go, oh, that makes sense. So right, course, it's like if I go into like they want to hire more women in in coding and stuff, but there's a lot more men generally who are applying for these jobs. Yeah, than women. right, right. And then and then it goes back to the equality. It's like, do you judge somebody based on their output level, or do you judge somebody based on their mm-hmm. um their like visible looks? So like if you have like twenty <laughs> yeah. twenty male coders and one female coder, but she scored the lowest in her mm-hmm. class, are you gonna hire her just because you're trying to hit a quota? Right, yeah. You know I, mean? I feel like yeah, quotas yeah, yeah. too are like also ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, we like what I'm saying is we have all these rules. Well, the it generally depends on the quota. Like in that sense, yeah. But like there are other ways where, um, someone who's equal, let's just say they're equal. Okay. Uh, you might pick someone you're more related to than someone who's not. Right. I don't like bias. So that would be where the. The quota would would work, but not everyone's equal. No, I know. I'm just saying, like they are. Let's just say they were. That's that's how it's supposed to be used as. No, totally, I agree with you. Yeah. But what what I'm thinking is, we have all these rules in place that are trying to push us in a specific direction that Mm -hmm. society wants us to go. But I feel like society, aka us as a community, is like too confused about what's going on. Like we have democracies. Right, where you get to choose. Yeah. Right. But if you live in a older older society, which sure. is more like um you know, almost like totalitarian governments, mm-hmm. like kingdoms. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Back when we had like kings and like you know is it like if there are too many cooks in the kitchen, you're never gonna get the correct thing done. So it's almost like you need somebody being like, No, this is where we're headed because their whole job is to look at society as a whole and direct us in a specific okay. path, right? Mm-hmm. 
but if we have like all over voting for everything, mm -hmm. then it's like that just going to take longer for change. Yeah. 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 Cause then we're going to be confused the whole time. It's like, yeah, it takes we, time. Yeah. But these... we, yeah, but at least change can generally happen in other words. Right. No, it's yeah, not totally, necessarily totally. trade-offs in both yeah, sides. Of course. But I, ju I just find it weird that, you know, we have all these rules and regulations now to try and make us more civil as a society, mm -hmm. but they seem, there's like a limitation. If, if you just like think about it logically, there's going to be a limitation in all these rules. Like, mm -hmm. what do you mean by equality? Like, or, or like quotas, like what I just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 20 to one, yeah. and then the one person's mm -hmm. table at their job, but you have to hire them because of a quota? That makes no sense. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, the, the biggest takeaway is just, we really don't, have the world figured out no of course not right. i know but like when you're a kid, that's if, why if we keep kid, changing that's why you keep bringing new laws or new changes to these things right totally because yeah. we're not perfect we're not perfect but i think you know the general assumption is that most people have everything figured out yeah i think but, you think that's that, what they want people uh, to know right like if you're at the lower end of the totem pole it's like just go to your go to your factory work it's all good we have this figured out you know, but I think we're hitting that point where if you're conscious enough, if you're like actively thinking enough, mm -hmm. you're kind of like, this makes no sense. Yeah. Right. That's almost like a lesson you got to learn early. Yeah. I feel like that's life. what I was thinking, like generally as a kid, I was but not, then as you grow up, you realize it's not all figured out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. And I wonder if that's like the whole concept of being jaded. You know, if you're like, oh, I got jaded as I got older, it's like, do you get jaded? Maybe, you yeah, it could be that, but like... You took your rose-colored glasses on how, Yeah, but depends on how you look at it too, right? So there is that we haven't figured it out, but there are things that we're doing that are changing things, right? Yeah. Positively, at times it can be negative, but then we're still striving towards the positivity change, right? Yeah, yeah, I see your point. There's a... Uh... There's an analogy from Jordan Peterson. We talked about it before. Mm -hmm. When you leave the garden, so like when you're when you're in the Garden of Eden, aka a child, you're like you look at everything as you know this is the way it is, mm -hmm. and everything's figured out. Then you eat from the apple of knowledge, and then you gain conscious awareness of being like, wait, this isn't actually how things are. Like what what we were just talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. If you just go through the the thought process, you're like. This is illogical, mm -hmm. right? But then you have to become super conscious, which is what we've strived to do. Where mm -hmm. you're just like, oh, it is what it is. Yeah. Like you, you put back on the rose-colored glasses because you know now that, like, the new rose-colored glasses weren't the old rose-colored glasses. The new rose-colored glasses are like, oh, it's just humans doing human things. Yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like that's the transcendence from being jaded. Because when you're a kid, you're not yeah. jaded, but then you yeah, do yeah, get yeah. jaded because you're like, wait, society's right. not all right. it's cracked up to be. Right. But then when you realize that, you're like, okay, it is what it is. Like, I just need to live my life in a way that's agreeable to my, you know, desires. Yeah, but that depends. That happens on a rel depends on. But not everyone can do what it. your rel yeah, what your relative desires are. It cannot be always done in. Right, right, right. like live within your realistic means. Right. You know, but I wonder how many people actually hit that point though, or they just stay jaded. Cause you know, a lot of people who just, yeah, it depends on, I guess your 
or uh, background information like well how do you yeah. like uh I, I think for me it's more like seeing what it is what it's actually like in the other parts of the world and then comparing you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're we, like wait we i'm living off way better yeah. than i you know what i mean yeah totally yeah, yeah for sure. and we, nobody experiences that if, if you don't experience that then how do you know what you're actually what you actually have right in front of you you have to do the hard work of pushing through the discomfort of like your, yeah. your jadedness like yeah. you're jaded so you're discomforted you have to do the hard work of pushing past that to learn more mm -hmm. in order to be like oh this is actually not as bad as i thought mm -hmm. it would be mm -hmm. yeah and you just like the world will do what the world will do because like society like if you think the way we live is real society you're in for a big surprise when you leave because <laughs> the way we conduct ourselves is not the way the rest of the world conducts themselves. Mm -hmm. Like some people see it on TV and they think they know. They're like, oh, look at that Russian, terrible, blah, 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 right? Sure. And you're like, no, that's that's what they're feeding you through the media. But like you need to go experience it, see what it's really like. Mm -hmm. And then you grow a deeper appreciation for what you do have. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. We'll end it there. That's, that's a good... Uh, that's that's not a negative way to end it. So push through discomfort in order to um, end up appreciating what you have in life. Yeah, yeah. It's a short push. life. Yeah, it's, it. Yeah, that trips people out every time I say it. <laughs> I was I was uh, I was having like coffee with someone, and <laughs> they were like they're like oh yeah talking about like, spirituality. And then they're like, oh, how do you remain so calm? And I'm like, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just know that our time is very finite and we're all going to go. So might as well just enjoy what time you have mm -hmm. left. And they were like so taken back because like death is such a taboo subject. Yeah. You know, e even I switched my head. I mean, yeah, yeah. we are very much sh sheltered from death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like Buddha being yeah, sheltered. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Or Siddhartha was, at the time. Yeah, that's why I wanted to read that book by Saguru called Death. Mm -hmm. Like he had, so, he had like two or three gems in there, and one of the gems is like, yeah, we are, we're as a society so adverse to the idea of death, and that's what makes us not appreciate life because mm -hmm. you can't know life without death, right? Because you got to know that your time is very short, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we don't think about that because it's not, it's not fun to think about yeah yeah <laughs> weird <laughs> actually all right last thing i switched my handle from beach cooks to eat well die fun because i made that like joke before like oh i'm gonna create a restaurant called eat well die fun and then i switched the handle and i was already feeling like is this negative <laughs> like you know like die fun people are like what time of death you know like nobody likes that topic right 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 but well, like, I guess if... But you got pushed through the discomfort. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Right? Yeah. You have to break the mold. It's like, it's like yeah, it's uncomfortable, but sit with the discomfort, understand the discomfort, and then you can grow through the discomfort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we're all going to die okay. It's a truth. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do with it now? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Till next time. Take easy fish. Peace. All right, hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, be sure to like, share, subscribe, all those fun things, and check out our sponsors Zenro Clothing Co., Portion Bakery, and Podbean. Take it easy, fish. Peace. <laughs>